You're listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association, where we discuss the latest market trends in outdoor recreation. And now, here are your hosts, Kelly Davis and Patrick Hogan. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Inside the Outdoors. I'm your host, Patrick Hogan. In this episode, Kelly and I discuss New Year's resolutions, focusing on the ways that the outdoor industry can capitalize on this time of transition to increase participation in recreation activities. Why are so many people committed to getting into shape at the beginning of the year? What opportunities might exist for the outdoor industry to favorably position outdoor recreation activities as a way to become fit? And how can outdoor recreation mitigate overcrowding at gyms during January and February? Let's get into it. Yeah, New Year's is coming up. I can't believe we've got another year coming at us. I'm always surprised how far away we are from 2020, frankly. Isn't it wild? Isn't it just crazy? Like I, So uh, People for Bikes members have access to NPD sell-through data. And those NPD sell-through data are produced every month. It gives you a monthly snapshot of like detailed information for everything sold at retail from their point of sale data. And every report contains 36 months of history. So early in the pandemic, you know, you're, you're looking at this like year over year, sort of like data visualization, this line chart, and you're starting to, to compare 2020 to pre-pandemic normal years. It's been a while. We haven't had any 2019 data in there. And it's, it's just the pandemic is all I can see in that, you know, and that was like a, an interesting milestone for me when we were like, Oh shoot, you know, like, it was more than three years ago we really started feeling the effects of the pandemic here in the U.S. And three years is a long time. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> I mean, our, our last episode was like was describing where we are in our recovery from the shock to demand that we saw March, April, May. You know, maybe even the first fifteen months of the pandemic, but especially March, April, May of twenty twenty. Yeah, um, we're still we're still dealing with. The, the ripple effect, like the, the last little bit of the bullwhip cracking back and forth and, and causing fluctuations in, in supply mostly now. Demand's pretty stable, but supply is the one that's uh, moving. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to mix metaphors, but it does feel like aftershocks, doesn't it? Feels yeah. like feeling little aftershocks ever since March 2020. And I, I mean, always with it, you know, that the angst, I think, the collective angst is it's diminishing, but it's certainly not gone. Yeah. Yeah. We're still dealing with the trauma. <laughs> we're all gonna need therapy. Still dealing with the trauma. <laughs> and that's I, exactly I, right. Yeah, New Year's resolutions and New Year's a fresh start, right? It's tabula rasa. I've always loved that idea that you, you know, you get a fresh start. New Year's only yeah. will make New Year's resolutions. So I was thinking about that this month. Like, so what exactly is that all about? You know, how many people still do that? And so I started asking questions about New Year's resolutions. And I love this rabbit hole. <laughs> You'll love it too. All right. History of New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Guess where it started. I'll give, okay. Give me, give me like a thousand. I'll give you a thousand year plus or minus. If you can tell me when you, what year you think generally New Year's resolutions began. Kelly, I don't even, like I felt confident before you said a thousand year window i don't (laughs) don't know how i could possibly get were humans walking upright were we yes Yes. okay i think mostly i i I, what was it when we were building the pyramids yeah well yeah we were doing that so it was about four thousand years ago in babylon 
Right. And it was an, it, what they did then. It was a 12 day epic festival. Epic. And it was called yeah. Akitu and it was held annually, like every year, 12 days of just this, a party. But it was common for the Babylonians to reaffirm their loyalty to the king during this party. Like, dude, I still love you, man. I'm so much fealty. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, love it. he did not want to incur the wrath of the king in the coming year. And, um, you know, those are <laughs> pretty common to make promises to the gods. And part of that was that tradition was you had to pay, you know, your debts and return objects that you borrowed. I'm doing air. Oh, borrowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, it's like 12 days where you can kind of make amends for the bad shit that you did the year before. You're making (laughs) promises about the next year and the the gods. So the gods specifically that that they were making these promises to was was in in Rome. So the tradition continues is Janus, who looks has two faces, looks forward, looks back, right? Can see what you did in the last year <laughs> and can perceive oh. what you're about to do in the future. So the Romans continued this. And um yeah, I mean there's a lot of tradition around New Year's resolutions that involve basically just keeping yourself in the clear for the next year, right? You get yeah. start, you're gonna but traditionally, for 4,000 years, a lot of those promises are, you know, I'm going to take better care of myself and my family. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked. I, I actually looked at what the most common New Year's resolutions are. And you're going to like this. The most common New Year's resolution is indeed to improve fitness. Right? This is mm-hmm. from Forbes, by the way. They do the survey every year, which I love. Yeah. Second, improve finances. We can we can assume some response bias in the Forbes survey, right? But yeah, eight percent isn't unreasonable. Thirty six percent say they want to improve their mental health. Thirty four percent want to lose weight. Thirty two percent want to improve their diet. Twenty five percent want to make more time for their loved ones. And then we've got the stop smoking crowd at twelve percent. Learn learn a new skill is at a real high nine percent. <laughs> Oh, man, that's such a fun one. I know. Make more time for hobbies, 7%. Improve work-life balance, 7%. So, you know, yeah. I started, I, and I'm, I, you know, I'm talking to a couple of my colleagues about this. And I'm like, Kelly, why does this matter? Why, why are you even thinking about this? And I'm like, because when someone makes a New Year's resolution and they're thinking about health and fitness, we have lost out to the indoor people. Everybody thinks yeah. gym membership. Why have we lost that battle? That makes no sense to me. We should be selling outdoor as the ultimate playground and fitness enhancing venue. Yeah. Why go to a gym? Why? Also, you, you know, the, the idea of what you need to do, right, for fitness. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can't do in the woods to not. In- well, there probably are. I'm Gen X. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying, right? Like, why not do whatever you want to do, but do it outside? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, January 1st, I don't know if a lot of folks are jumping at the chance to to go outside. Look at the southern half of the United States. I mean, come on. The weather's fine. I know. Well, you know, having grown up in Texas, when you're in Texas and you're from Texas, a Texas winter still feels like a winter, even though to uh, to those of us with real winters now, it's the mildest possible winter. I don't know. It can be pretty cold and windy in Texas. It can be pretty raw. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, so those folks don't want to go outside, but I, I get what you're saying. Like there's, there's opportunities here, right? Like again, last week we were talking about where we are in the bullwhip effects, like 
reverberations. And and we spend a lot of time talking about like things that we do have control over, right? Demand is low, but you do have control over creating and maintaining relationships with customers that'll come back to nurture your business later. We do have control over how we can like position our industry to be, you know, something that folks want to invest time in when they're considering, they're like critically evaluating how they're spending their leisure time, how they're prioritizing their physical fitness and their mental health. Um, so many of the things that you said in that list of like the top, the top New Year's resolutions could point back to Outdoor Rec if we did an if we did a great job of like just positioning ourselves correctly. Imagine this marketing campaign con like make it a competition. So it's New Year's. I'm a I'm a consumer. I want better fitness. I want to make these promises to the gods. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. And it, metaphorically, or not, depending on you. And I'm looking at two marketing campaigns. One is come to the gym, and they show me a picture of the gym, and I can see like. Yeah. A long row of treadmills with some, maybe a couple of fit people running on them. And then, you know, some weight stuff, maybe even a pool, some a class or two. But, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can almost smell the gym in that marketing campaign. Oh, I, yeah. I smell the gym the whole time you're describing it, Kelly. <laughs> and yeah. now, I haven't been to a gym since 2020, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. That's another thing that we can use, right? You, that you factor with gyms because honestly... I think there's an ease factor. Hang on. They got they got they got my stationary bikes in the gym. Don't totally hate on okay. the gym. But imagine like the next the next marketing campaign is is an outdoor fitness marketing campaign where you p- show people hiking and walking and birding yes. and looking at wildlife and walking up a cool trail and biking down a cool trail and biking down a gravel road and just, you know, camping and fishing. And maybe maybe somebody with a, like a compound bow or something. Imagine that campaign and just have the people just yeah. Come, Kind of just with a smile on their face and just nature. You know what? What are you going to buy? Because you're going to buy shoes for for both. And outdoor doesn't come with a fucking monthly fee. (laughs) Well, you know, so so maybe that's something to consider is like, why why are people more eager to spend on a monthly fee than they are to go outside? And I, I feel like information and access to public areas has a lot to do with it, right? So like, if I haven't been a runner before and I don't know where to run and, and how to be safe running and, and you know, like the, the rules of the road and all this stuff, like maybe it's just simpler to pay a fee and, and be in like a controlled environment. Yeah, true. Um, I feel safer there than it and might so be I, environment, something like that. Yeah. Um, so in that case, all right, if we, if, I think, I still think we can beat the gyms, but we can also. I'm with you. Concert with them. By saying, yeah, train the gym for your outdoor experience Ooh, and make it super yeah. aspirational. Yeah, very cool. Right? Win-win. You ever been in a gym like the first week or two of, of the year? You know? <laughs> yeah, and then I started to, right around the time. It I, sucks, man. About 22, I realized that. And and actually, that became my two weeks of alternate outdoor activity. And And frankly, like during that time, I mean, I've lived in pretty mild climates. This I live in Maryland. For anybody that cares, and it's pretty. I mean, it's and we have winter, but it's. I mean, I yeah. can sit outside all year. It's not a big deal. That's yeah. a, maybe it's observer bias, right? I'm like it's no big deal for me. I don't know why somebody in Maine wouldn't want to be outside all the time. Starting oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a rough winter. 
Yeah. What, what, what a good point. Like not only the individuals who are like setting aside new year's as the time when they want to start something, but the folks who, who could see new year's as a time of change and go, you know what? I've, I have been taking care of myself physically and I've been going to the gym, but man, for that month, it's really going to be nuts at the gym. So why don't I just run outside or why don't I ride my bike outside or, or whatever yeah. it may be? I mean, um, I, have res- I have new year's resolutions too. I mean, and the, and it includes, you know, as a fitness, whether I'm going to the gym or not, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. the, if I were, if I were still strictly snow sports, I'd be just yelling. Everybody must ski. You know, <laughs> It's a great time to just say everybody must ski and like somehow give, give them a discount through their gym, through their gym. Ooh. So their gym could manage that crowd too. What a great idea. I come up with what a great idea every once in a while. This is a free podcast, Kelly. We got to start charging for this. <laughs> like a blind squirrel. Here's your nut. <laughs> no, no, no. You're the expert. Yeah, man, I dig that. How cool would that be? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, just, you know, a funny aside. Every time, every first day of the year I go snowboarding, I wish like hell that I'd spent more time in the gym because my thighs are just burning because I haven't like totally blasted them like that until I go snowboarding for the first time and I go dog on it. I, I, uh, you know, here in Colorado, we got basements and my master bedrooms in the basement. There are some days I'm like, I uh, if I go in the basement, I'm not climbing here. the stairs back up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a one way staircase. I've thought about setting up a squat station in my garage. I just never, it's every time I think about it, I'm like, that's just silly. But, but you know, the, the point here is like, you know, we could all partner to increase physical activity, you know, exactly. let's get the fitness people in here to talk to us about this. You and I have talked a lot about cross participation, and I think now more than ever, outdoor rec participants describe themselves in so many different activities. It's not the case that for me, like a cyclist is just a cyclist. Like there are those folks who just strictly ride and they wake up and they go to work and they just ride the whole afternoon away until dinner. I know them. They're nuts, all of them, but they're great it's so much more likely that someone participates in multiple activities and likely in activities that are um, indoor as well as activities that are outdoor. And so why not leverage some of those intersections a little bit better? Well, you know, this is a great business idea. This could be our last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll need more than two weeks, but maybe this is the start of something. No, but, but I, but I, I love your idea and, you know, New Year's is like a time of change and it's a time of like critical evaluation and um, sort of like recognizing that folks are are in that, that time of like flux, I think is really key to like changing behavior. We I've done a lot of research on like the model of change. I was thinking consumer journey. Yeah. When I think about consumer journey, you know, I'm always thinking about motivation. Wait, where does it start? Where can... Where the, is a consumer, where and when are they most open to you weaving your story mm-hmm. into your story, right? Where is Where are they most open to that? When is the aperture most open? I mean, that's, that's the holy grail market research right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, and especially on a big scale, like the U.S. consumer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it counts when you're that aggregated, right? I like it for Every once in a while, I'll make little wins, little bets, just kind of with myself. Mm-hmm. I recently kind of won one. All right. What you got? It's going to become a thing. Mark my words. You heard it here first. Footbooky boots. Tell me what that is. It's an outdoor boot, mostly for winter. It's a snow boot. 
super lightweight, but looks very heavy duty, was sort of discovered by, I think, a rep when he was cruising in Japan and everybody's wearing them. And he's like, what are those? And they were like, we bought them at like basically the equivalent of tractor supply. Yeah. And it's, so it's a Japanese brand. They are, I mean, I bought them because I spend a lot of time standing around on snow. And I am super happy that I got, they are going to trend like crazy this winter. Yeah. Interesting. I'm looking at them now. This is funky. I dig it. Mm-hmm. See? It's like uh, they come in all these funky colors. It reminds me of Crocs for the uh, snow sports enthusiast. Yeah. And by the way, their utility is off the scale. Excellent. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Also, one other trend I'm excited about, and that's really specific. I just, I'm just going to call mm-hmm. out little ones. Another trend I'm watching, because I think I'm going to get a win on this one too, giant yeah. marshmallow puffy jackets. Oh, okay. Mar- marshmallow puffy, they call, they're calling them super marshmallow puffers, which yeah. is hilarious to say. <laughs> super marshmallow puffers. We're going to put links to all this stuff in the episode description. Yeah, super marshmallow. Well, I've, actually, I, I wrote all of this into my research roundup, which I'm going to link to this. Because I want to break the rules a little bit and give access to everybody. Nay, perfect. And, it's free podcast, free research. Happy New Year. And, and there and we go. This includes the stuff about New Year's resolutions and also about these trends. The marshmallow. Amazing. Puffy. Not the Fubuki boot. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sharing that one. But with it, you got to look at this because I've got pictures of the giant puffy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, yeah, I'll, I'm excited I'll, to see it. Yeah. Cool. Super marshmallow puppy. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Kabuki boots, jeans, mm-hmm. any kind of shirt, preferably for women, like something small, t-shirty. Same for guys. And then this the big, giant, super puffer marshmallow jacket. Super puffer. That's, Very cool. That's a look. That's a look we're going for this year. What's um? What's your New Year's resolution, Kelly? Do you have one? Continue my discovery into non-local consciousness. Does that count? Sure. Why not? That's it. That's great. Trying to open my aperture more. Yeah. Very (laughs) cool. Yeah. If you could, um, if you could use that to help like forecast some markets, I think that'd be really valuable. I'm not sure I can use it for that, but I may have been using it all along. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Um, So we are going to be visited by some friends of ours from Roughware, one of whom is sort of, it was sort of semi-pro cross-country skier, now does a lot of scoring with her dogs, which I want to talk about, right? I want to talk about some winter activities. Yeah. And I want to talk about what you can do outdoor when you're not doing summer stuff, right? And this is this amazing. Is one. But they, we want, we're going to talk a lot about dogs in the outdoors because Roughware is a pet clothing company. And they make all kinds of leashes and harnesses and sweaters and jackets and booties and all kinds of things so that you, your your dogs can participate safely with you in the winter. Well, That's they, amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. And, oh, by the way, so we've got the semi-pro who like gets up at dawn and does her thing and like type A goes to work. She's awesome. And then there's there's um, the casual cross-country skier. They just like to get out there and like cruise and just loves to cross country ski and sometimes does it with their dog. And it's just going to be a a sort of a super fun, fluffy and informative because we're going to talk a lot about something that happens 
to be a part of about 75% of outdoor participants' lives? Dogs. They're dogs. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. And also, <laughs> like, why that why that matters to the business. You know, why oh, is it for important, sure. really important in, in understanding your consumer to understand who your consumer loves? Yes. Man, what a great, like, sneak preview. Here we come, 2024. Here we come. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, Patrick. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kelly. Thanks for listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association. We'll see you next time.